Welcome to The Link, the podcast that links the past to the present for those who went to high school in the 1980s. It is a perfect time to reflect and to take stock and to think about really fun parts of our past, but also some challenges. I get to see and hear all your amazing faces and a blast from the past, which is always super exciting, seeing who we were then, who we are now. We really didn't know what was going on in each other's lives very much. And so finding out the real scoop is incredibly rewarding. Welcome back to The Link. My name is David Yaz. I'm the producer here at pod617.com. More importantly, let me introduce you to my high school classmates, which is kind of the theme of this whole show. Classmates at Milton Academy, class of 1986. And they are, as usual, Farah Pandith, Meredith Zinner, and Diana Dunneman. They're all here. Hey, Dave. Hello. Everybody is already in rare form, <laughs> and our guest is slightly frightened. No, but I think, I, or she is up for the up task. For yes, let's blame the heat wave. Crazy, something crazy from the heat, indeed. <laughs> well, Meredith won the arm wrestling competition prior to the show, and so she gets to introduce. She gets to introduce the guest. So, Meredith, would you like to take Which it away? Which is so funny because everybody, of course, knows who it is because you just read it on the. Anyways. We have a fine specimen of humanity, beauty, grace, and talent. Today, this fair lady, she acted throughout college. We all know her as a stupendous, tremendous actor. She went on to do Summer Stock, did Off-Broadway, New York City, made her way to Los Angeles at 25, acted in a whole bunch of TV shows that you probably saw. Then, all of a sudden, at 30... Dressed fully in a teenage cheerleader regalia, complete with pom-poms and all, while auditioning for a 7-Up commercial, the director exhorted, Perkier! Perkier! She realized she saw the light and applied (laughs) to law school, specializing in legal malpractice. Along the way, she met her husband, a TV writer, who vowed no actresses. And of course, they married, cut to their beautiful child named Tessa, and even more recently to 2019, where this fabulous dame launched her latest endeavor, Tessa James, an heirloom-worthy clothing line for little girls inspired by her late mother, which we will learn more about. But equally important, a side note, both our fathers were roommates in college, in medical school. (gasps) Whoa. And when their apartment got burglarized, the thieves took everything that was her father's and absolutely <laughs> nothing that was mine. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm beyond proud to present Allegra Richdale! Welcome, Allegra. Welcome, Allegra. Thank you, Mary. That was phenomenal. <laughs> that was, you your, that phenomenal. was your best. That was clearly you. That was your, you've been practicing the intro. So do the I. Intro. I know. Yeah. The intro was fantastic. Where do we begin? Right? I want to know about this commercial. I want to know about this commercial. <laughs> what was going on? I want to know about their fathers and <laughs> kind of Zin, garbage. I know Meredith's dad is the Zinn. And when I got to Milton Academy, their dad was like, I think his daughter is there. We need to look up Meredith. And there she was, the most delightful, fun creature. And I just adored her immediately, of course. And yeah, that's an amazing piece of history. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, my really? dad still to this day is like, nothing. Not my this, not my that. <laughs> yeah. None of my stuff was good enough. But everything of his, they took. Because it was so beautiful and classic and a taste. Yeah. Not a one thing. My dad's like, they could have at least taken this. <laughs> nope, nothing. And he's still insulted. Yes, he's still, it's, it's not even insulting. It's just like, come on, really? Well, let's hear from our guest. How are you? I'm great, Diana. Thank you. This is so much fun to be here. Let's talk about your week so far. My week? (laughs) Yeah, let's just start really recent. We have to just note that Allegra looks freaking amazing, and her hair is, like, (laughs) to be coveted by all. Yeah, there is a really good hair thing going on. Really good. I I definitely need to call in more often when I need (laughs) Thank you so much. It's we're here to make you happy, Alex. We're like your we're, we're like your coaches. Here we yeah. are. Oh, the hair looks great. Okay, you're ready for your next Boom. meeting. No, they did not. No, seriously. Go, can we just yes. go back to the commercial for just a second? Yes. Okay. They Sorry. they asked Allegra to be perkier. Allegra, yes, this, was a, this was a turning point, and I think it was. I, 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 in truth, I had I had been rethinking the whole acting thing as I approached thirty because so many things were up in the air that I wanted in my life, like getting married, maybe having a family, some stability. And yes, I was auditioning all the time and still not really aging out teenagers for whatever reason, because I'm very short, as you guys probably all remember. And petite and gorgeous and young. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, you should be flattered, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was getting tedious. Now I'd take it any day, of course. It's <laughs> but it it was one of those situations where my heart wasn't really in it either, probably. And I was like, oh, another stupid audition. And the pomp, I was like, really? The pom-poms, you know, jump up and down. And this, oh, this guy who clearly felt he should be directing something much more sophisticated. He was a very dark and broody commercial director, which didn't match up to my experiences in the past. And I was making art with this commercial work here. And I was like, I'm putting down these pom-poms. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, Perky. <laughs> I am out of here, Perky buddy. this, mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God. so that was a, a watershed moment. What year and was for, that? Oh, gosh. When would Sorry. I have been? I the, have been. Like 20 years ago. That's about like 100 years ago. <laughs> 120 <laughs> years ago. Perhaps the turn of the century. The yes. Of the millennium. Yeah. Yes, so just, so just to, I'm sorry to interrupt, just to enlighten our, our listeners, because <laughs> a little bit of uh, a scattered intro to the show. Allegra, Allegra, Allegra has acting credits. No, I don't want to uh, date you, Allegra. I wanted to date you at one point. No, I wanted to. But, but, um, who didn't? Who didn't, right. Oh, that was From, so well said. In the, right. In the, in the mid to late 90s, you, were, you appeared on episodes of Models, Inc., Melrose Place, Seventh Heaven, The Tom Show, The Love Boat, The Next Wave. And so you had a TV TV career. Were you enjoying it at one point? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I I, I had always wanted to be an actor since I was little. And I um, announced to my parents around, I don't know, eighth grade or something that I was not giving everything up to be an actor. And they were like, okay, very nice. Okay. (laughs) How do you plan on doing that? And I was like, well, I'm just going to act. And they're like, okay, where? Where are you going to act? How's that going to happen? What does that look like? I was like, well, um, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe at Milton Academy. Yeah. But you did. But you did act at Milton yes. Academy. A lot of the leads. 
Yeah, well, I I did, and I guess the bug never left me, but I did promise my parents I'd get a college de- degree. So that happened, and I acted as much as I could throughout college and was doing summer programs and just keeping the dream alive. And so the minute, it was right before, I guess, senior year graduation college, I got an understudy part in the New Jersey Shakespeare Festival uh, in Romeo and Juliet, and that was sort of segued. As Romeo. As, as Romeo. <laughs> And boy, and uh, that was sort of the beginning of the professional phase of it. So it just overlapped with graduation. And then I went from there to New York and worked in theater off off Broadway doing all those crazy black box shows. I know, Meredith, that you've seen the inside of millions of those too, probably. And a thriving career that no one really knew about, but having a ball. And it was just, it was really just doing what I always wanted to do. And when an opportunity came to come to L.A., with a pilot and I, I grabbed that because I just thought that was the next logical step. And I hated LA when I arrived. I really thought I'd made a tremendous mistake having loved New York so much, but it, I, I fell in love with it over the years. And I think- What year did you arrive in LA? I, the, the earthquake. 93 I, or so, yes, right? Yes, it was 93 or four. And I had literally, maybe 94 actually. And I had my two suitcases and I was 94 in my, is correct, my yeah. first, yeah, my, my first apartment there and the the heavens I mean the, everything opened up and shook like you cannot believe and I immediately hopped on a plane and visited my grandparents in Kansas and stayed there for two weeks wow <laughs> this is not this a place, place I can stay or live it was horrifying it was horrifying I want to um, I want to state for the record that in the uh senior class production of Guys and Dolls yes. um Allegra was incredible as Miss Adelaide and I was adequate as gambler number four <laughs> but I was very adequate in the same cast. Oh, that was the most fun. I think that was just a seminal moment for me in my career, certainly, because that's when I said, I want to do this every night of my life for real. I just, I loved every well, minute. Well, that was of it. my swan song, I think, because really? after, after being a hot box farmerette, I don't think I ever followed that up with anything. How could you? It was epic. Girl. I, I mean, I was like a hand model briefly in the 90s, <laughs> but I think that was my, yeah, my swan song. You, you peaked. It wasn't you know, Alexa, yes. This is also an opportunity for you to share with us anything from Milton, from that Guys and Dolls trap, the actual experience that you want to sort of enlighten us about things that were happening that we might not have known. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is fun. She's driving at something here. I think Mariana Chilton was stewing a love affair, and I was very jealous at the time. With, with Sky or whoever—I forget who her Sky was. But she. Sky was Danny O'Brien. Scan was Sky was, was Danny O'Brien. O'Brien. Yep. Yeah, there was there was a little love going nice. on. Really, I didn't I didn't know about that. That's why I mean, that completely. No, and I don't the other, miss these things. The other piece of this, though, is that Meredith, Meredith, yeah. Meredith, you were doing speech team, and so was Allegra, so was I. Yeah. But you were you were winning all kinds of competitions all across the United States. Yeah. Oh, that were indeed another institution at Milton. That yeah, so much wow. fun. Now my my little cousin is actually there right now. She's in. Oh, fun. Uh, not my cousin. My gosh, my niece. She's going to be eighth grade, I think, and. She's starting speech team there, and it's like the tradition continues. That's awesome. That's oh, really, really awesome. Yeah. So when you made this big uh, announcement to your parents that you were going to be an actress, and then you followed through and actually were yes. in the field, uh, yes. and then decided, in fact, you didn't want to do it anymore, and you wanted to go to school, what <laughs> law school? What happened? How did you how did you get there? 
Well, Farah, it was, it's a huge turnaround and a lot of people were stunned. I don't, Diana Gardner, one of our classmates, we were, I remember we were having lunch one afternoon back in Boston when I had sort of a layover, so to speak, between phases. And she was like, law school's hard. <laughs> like, that's, that's going to be oh. hard. And I thought, Oh, yeah. But I've been an actor, okay? I but at know least I don't hard. have the pom-poms. So I can drop the pom-poms for so good. Hard. It was just, I made a list of the things that I love and, and what was important to me. And I think one of the hugely missing components towards the end of acting in my 20s was a sense of being connected hmm. to something bigger than myself and and doing something more substantial that has an impact. And, and, and that's, I don't mean to sound like high and mighty about what you do in life, but it, it was, I was feeling empty mm-hmm. acting at a certain point and the sense of arriving never, it never arrives. You, you never get where you think you want to go. There's no. always something that makes you miserable or that they, they, you get these promises, you're going to get this break and it doesn't happen for myriad reasons that you can't even anticipate and it was, it was a debilitating feeling as you're worth so much more and capable of so much more, rather. I, I was in that position of knowing that there were other roads I could have traveled and what would that look like. So Were your parents kind enough to at least not say, we told you so? <laughs> they were amazing. I think my mom, interestingly, had been, a, like, she, she had loved performing <clears throat> and was an amateur actress when I was little and her parents were musicians and singers, and didn't it was she play the head. harp? She did. She was a harpist. That's My right. My mom remembers. So funny. Yeah. And she secretly wanted me to run away to Hollywood. I mean, I think that was like a <laughs> little dream that she harbored for me. And so when it happened, it was like <laughs> <laughs> it worked. My evil plan worked. Someone's doing. She must this. have been kind of excited <laughs> when you did it. Then she was. She was terribly excited, and I think she was. She was my biggest cheerleader throughout it all with without pom-poms without but a pom-poms. cheerleader none the right. yeah. <laughs> right. and so I think it was a bit of, I, I didn't want it to look like my tail was between my legs leaving but I think that they completely understood the the decisions behind it and applauded that too when the time came so yeah did you did I, you enjoy studying the law or was it it I, was just I loved it far I really did <laughs> and so hard going back with these young whippersnappers fresh out of college and I was so behind the eight ball I realized because I literally came with my wines notebook and pen and, and all the kids are with their laptops in the first lecture and they're like tick, 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 taking notes and and, da, da, da. and and I was like oh my god <laughs> like I don't know how to do that <laughs> where, where am I so it took me some weeks to find my. You pulled buddy. out your Sony Walkman. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, could so, can I borrow <laughs> your trapper keeper? Oh. Yeah, exactly. exactly where we were. Yes. And yeah. and what made you decide uh, to focus on legal malpractice? What was that? What caused that? Well, so that was a happy accident, as my daughter would say in school. I thought I wanted to do criminal justice, and I worked, so I had summer jobs at various different, like the attorney general's office here in California, and, and got a real taste of that. But ultimately, the the best offers for litigation came from that area for me, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be terrific, a terrific fit, just because it it sounds boring on its surface, but you get to learn the underlying case of whatever the, the, the lawyer is being sued for. What, and so you get exposed to a broad range of law and you aren't just stuck in one particular 
area. So the underlying cases are so infinitely interesting. And so that was, I, I hadn't realized that that would be something that I would do, but that's how it evolved. So, so then geographically you went, sorry, but you went, yeah. so you went from LA. Did you go back to the East coast? For, no, she stayed in LA. No, I stayed, you in, stayed LA in LA. Okay. Law school. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just could not imagine leaving LA after the years I had been there. I felt so content and happy here and that mm-hmm. it was really the right place for me. Once uh, you got over the earthquake fear. And of course yeah. now it's gotten now it's gotten so much worse. Like I hope you have a generator. I'm sure that's like we're we're very prepared and okay. with fires too. That's the next yeah. so scary layer. So so scary. Uh, yeah, we've been evacuated as you can imagine over the years and it's it's only getting worse, but it's darn beautiful when it's it's, it's very it sunny here. Yeah. We don't have ice scrapers. We don't no have to. Scrapers, right? <laughs> I still use my seat heaters, though. That's what a wimp I am in the morning. But so, Allegra, when you're when you're thinking back of, of these like paths that you that you took and you turned and you are doing different things, you made a gigantic leap from from law to what you're doing now. Yeah, tell us re- about that. We really want to hear about that. Oh well, <clears throat> that was again another it sort of found me a situation. I, I think I was actually looking to transition into entertainment law. Jace, my husband, is a, is a writer, producer of television. And that's how I kept my hand in and knowing what was going on in the entertainment industry. And it felt very connected to it. And I just thought that would be a really cool way to, to sort of open up my law career. But around that time, my mother got sick unexpectedly with um, ALS. And it was completely out of the blue and something I was noticing in her speech a little bit on the phone. And it was confirmed to be what my suspicions were. And I really started living in, uh, flying between LA and Boston a lot with my Mm -hmm. little daughter at the time and spending as much time there. And I, I just kind of stopped. I just pulled out of practicing at that time and wanted to be with her. And that was a full year of her illness. And then when she died, I really took stock of what I wanted to do at that point and what would be meaningful and, and is litigation the best fit? I never see my family. I don't see my husband. It makes me feel anxious to a degree. You're always sort of worried that you're going to get sued when you see all the ramifications. So it was, it was a level of anxiety that I thought also might not be the best going forward and for health and for happiness. So Cleaning out the the home, I had found these dresses that my mom had put away that I wore when I was very little in Boston in the 70s. And Tessa immediately put them on and she started wearing them to kindergarten and calling them her kindergarten dresses and just loved them. And I have so many pictures of her in them as well with her little handbags and just, I could eat her up. Just so cute. And I thought that started brewing this idea of something so thoughtful and sweet that a lot of mothers do for their kids to save things that you can go back to and sort of reconnect with those early days of childhood. But this felt so active in the sense that my daughter was immediately appreciating it. And it was so my mom, because we loved clothes. We we were such a, a pair pouring over fashion magazines. And I mean, that was just a, a small wedge of our friendship, but it was a really fun one and something we just went nuts with when we were together, enjoyed just appreciating fashion. And so I was like, this is a really interesting way to to give a a concrete expression of the ties between mothers and daughters and and those times you share together and these moments that a piece of clothing can just 
take you right back to. So there it was sort of born and it took me so long to find a way into this industry because I was absolutely unconnected to the, to the fashion world and to manufacturing. And in, in hindsight, it was probably good not to know that again, kind of like acting. <laughs> right. So difficult. You, you, would, you, you would, you would have, you would have been like, no, nope, this is going to be a little too much work. Yeah, but, but Allegra, how did you, how did you dive in? I mean, where did you, how did yeah. you even begin? I literally started telling everyone I knew this is what, this is my idea. I want to make this happen. Do you know anybody mm-hmm. in, in manufacturing? Do you know? Anyone and was your idea to design them and just to come up with new Yes. New yes. prints, patterns. And then new prints, patterns. Use it sort of as a, these pieces as a template of mm-hmm. a certain style. Very, it's, it's very simple, American, fresh, East Romantic Coast. Romantic almost. Yeah. And, and like it's classic, gleaming. just gorgeous. Yes. I want to buy them for me. <laughs> oh, really? Literally, I look at them like, why don't you make them? And they're only in children's sizes. Yeah, they're only really? in children's sizes. And I totally want them all for me. Well, we're working, Meredith, on a woman's shirt dress. Ooh, Thank ooh, God. Cool. Not, not bleh, but cool. <laughs> and no maybe it will catch your fancy. I'll, oh, I of course it's... it is going to catch. It's, yeah. I love all, I literally, I'm like, oh, could you just make this in my size? <laughs> Wait, so it's, it's called Tessa James? It's called Tessa James. Tessa it James. had a brief incarnation as Maman et moi, which is mother and me. And I'm a Francophile. Oh. I, I delayed my C-section with Tessa till the 14th of July because I wanted her to be <laughs> So you could do the Bastille Day every, every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's we beautiful. Bastille Day in this house. And it's hilarious. I French as a child and she is now taking Spanish. It's, you can't make it happen for other people, but I love it. So, and I thought it reflected my mom and me, but then I, I was consulting with some advisors and they said, Allegra, if it were in English, would you really name your company mom and me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's good. It's good so, to have good advisors. Good advice. Yes. Yes. So we, we, and Tessa James is a great it's a name. Great, thanks. It's actually, so my husband is Jace, uh, but his formal name is James. So we thought it sounded like a mythic child. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, Allegra, think about it. Like you've launched yourself into three incredibly competitive, difficult worlds and you're, you've survived and surmounted them And she's them just all. getting started. It's really impressive. You follow your heart on every level of the way and, and your dedication to everything, your passions, what moves you. And, and it's just so impressive to follow all of the different chapters of your life. You know, it's really impressive too, because it's, it's easy as a former actor. It's so easy to be caught up in that world. And you do think like, oh, if I just had this then I'd be happy yes. but the One reality more. is you get like let's say I just want to be invited to the VIP room somebody described this to me this way I'm not I don't yeah. credit it myself so you finally get invited to the VIP room you're like yes I'm in the VIP room and then someone's like no 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 the party is at this guy's house and you're like <laughs> yes just got to get to that guy's house. You get to that guy's oh. house. You're like, no, no, no. The after party's in the hills. That's and right. It sounds like-, like our 25th reunion or was it our 30th? <laughs> <laughs> but I think just- it was our... 
Yeah, you never, you're never there. And even, I'm sure we both have friends in the business who are highly yes. successful. That does not necessitate happiness on any level of the imagination. Oh, wait. So when did Tessa James, when did you found Tessa James? So that's, it's about three years ago okay. now. And Tessa James is starting to really get some traction and, and grow, which is so okay. exciting. And we made the executive decision to, stop manufacturing in Los Angeles and take it abroad to Europe, which broke my heart only because I wanted very much to have a homegrown label and to be from LA. But in, in reality, at this point, as a small company, it was just far too expensive mm -hmm. to continue it here. And we just couldn't get priority in manufacturing hmm. delivery. They always sort of shunted us to the side if bigger orders came in and I was missing deadlines and it was just no way to, to run a coherent business. So we and went how do to, you, do you work yeah. with distributors or is it direct to the consumer? Is it? Well, it's a combination of things, Diana. Actually, we have an online shop, which is direct to consumer. And where do you find that? Oh, it's at <laughs> tessajamescollection.com. Thank you. <laughs> Point your browsers to <laughs> tessajamescollection.com. Exactly. Okay. And we are also carried on some other platforms, one of my favorite being Maisonette.com. Maisonette.com. <laughs> a little house, a small house. A small little cottage. Wonderful things. It's a wonderful space that's been curated by some editors from with Vogue and their mothers themselves. And they've created this one-stop shopping for all things child. And it's just beautifully curated. And, and so will it, you be able to go to Europe now that you're moving production there? Will that entail oh, some trips? That, yes. Oh, it's, it's, it, it must. must. That's smart. Yeah. Yep. It's been wonderful. You haven't uh, like bought a little village in France, have you? Or, not or, yet. Are you not <laughs> yet. We are seriously considering a little village in Portugal. <laughs> well, Allegra, if you ever need a photographer to document Meredith <laughs> travels and experience. Oh, so true. You know, Follow your photography as, and just think it's magnificent. It's a match made. And Meredith, you are amazing with children. Yes. I want to yes. photograph girls in your dresses. It's yes. a no-brainer. I'm coming to Meredith. LA in March. She's <laughs> going to Paris. <laughs> Paris or Portugal. But seriously, like if yes. you need that document. Whenever, how, how come whenever I tell someone I want to take pictures of their kids in little dresses, I get weird looks? I, I don't know. I don't no I, idea. I have, I, I no do, idea. Wait, I do have a question and a comment for Allegra, if you guys don't mind producer jumping Please. in. First one is I need you to thank your husband for me, and here's why. I'm looking at his writing credits. Very impressive. He's written on shows, in, including The Simpsons. He's been a producer or writer. But especially I want to thank him. There was a very strange comedy show called Get a Life, which was the brainchild oh of, of Chris Elliott, which was an absolute favorite of mine and my roommate at the time. Very, yeah, very strange offbeat, but, but not, just yes. that, not just that Allegra. There was one episode that we loved more than any other, and it was about an alien that landed in, like, Chris Elliott's yard or something, and he <laughs> He, he looked like he looked a, spewy exactly and i'm looking and the episode called spewy and me was written by your husband allegra so i, I i'm blown away He's a genius you just tell, tell your husband the one person on the planet that adores spewy is right here but 
We'll, ha- we'll have him on one of your podcasts, Dave. I would love yeah, to. That will make his day. He he loves spewing too with fervor. Oh, it was it was like wickedly funny. Like he it, Chris Elliott eventually accidentally kills spewy and then and then Spoiler. and then discovers that he's delicious and he eats him oh and, but then spewy regenerates and takes his revenge oh it's just great but if i write down on my notebook from this call spewy like next week i'll be like wait what, what? was spewy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right right jace is the most mild-mannered sweet gentle husband in the world man and yet there is this comedic streak in him which is so perverse and funny yeah. and um, he's yeah it's, good it's, way it's of a wonderful it. and yeah. that would appeal to Dave yeah. well that yeah. that show that show was ahead of its time I think because there are there are a lot of comedies now that are just crazy offbeat a lot yeah. on on uh, adult swim and the and spike tv and things like that but my question was it was going to be my question is you hear a lot about phonies in LA and how people can get turned off from show business. But did you make some good relationships? Maybe some that you still have anyone that you, you were particularly impressed, impressed by in your time in, in show business? Dave, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question. I had some very intense, wonderful friendships with actresses, actors, but they have faded over time only because if you, it, the world is so, it really is, so shifting and people move on to new projects and, and it's almost a different world. When I look back that I have, I had, it's the fact that LA is such an industry town is it unites so many people, but when you pull yourself out of that, you really do leave that soup. And I think it's actually through my husband, his writer friends, the, 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 the talent behind the scenes. That's where the, the friendships are now. Those, those have been the most meaningful. I wish I had some. No, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a friend who I grew up with. I went to summer camp with her. And she, her name's Jamie Denbo. And, and if you looked at her IMDb page, you'd think she was a huge star because she's been on one episode of like everything. And, yeah. But she's finally like not given up, but she's a showrunner now and she's going to work more and, and write more. And I think she right. just got, because that's, I mean, better than I and Meredith, you probably do too, but just the, the competition is just astounding. And is it true? I should ask both of you guys. Is it true that it's just the people that, that the, to the layman person make it really big are not always necessarily the, the talented ones. I guess, I guess yeah. that maybe that's an obvious point, but that must be. They often are. They <laughs> often are extremely oh, talented. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Would, uh, well, that's good. But they're, they, I, I have a lot of friends and they're beyond talented and, yeah. and, but, and it's like with, with any position as well, it's huh. not always the best person gets the job. That is true. Does that make sense? Right. There are so many things that happen behind the scenes and negotiations and deals that are made and they're extenuating circumstances that determine why someone's being chosen over someone else. It's it's impossible to interpret that. It's not yeah. like the days of the senior play when you were <laughs> cast in guys and dolls. It's and you went and you looked at found your name. <laughs> written up wasn't it like posted yeah a piece of paper in the link or something the link ladies in the link exactly (laughs) i had i had uh, booked a role in a movie called george of the jungle which was a it was a sizable role and i would this was a a bananas exciting moment and the dates were booked in hawaii and it it was all all ago this was going to change my life and the dates in hawaii came and they went 
and there was no call. And I was like, <laughs> my agents called up. Brendan Fraser had put in his wife. In the- oh, no way. Oh. That bastard. I used to yeah. like him too. And they're divorced mm. now. And so he's but, not even that good. And even say that that worked out happily ever after. Mm. But it's just that's sort of an example of the kind of stuff that happens. And while it's wonderful for the star to be with his loved one, he's just put the kibosh on some young starless yep. folks. <laughs> And you know, wow. Yeah. Like my consolation prize was that I got to film a commercial within the movie of George of the Jungle. I'm in a coffee commercial enjoying a hot cup of like cocoa. I don't know, something. Wow. Wait, what do you mean with, within the movie? In other words, it was, it was presented in the movie yeah, as, so a, as like a. Brendan Fraser's watching an ad I see, okay. in the movie and it's me. Well, that movie, that movie, that that was, that that is like double dose of, that was, that was the best part of that movie. So (laughs) we love that commercial. Yeah, (laughs) That's the best. That's what I remember about the movie. (laughs) Chock full of nuts. It was. Yeah. But that stuff happens all the time. Like you get cast. I was going to ask if we should move to Meredith's question yet i think so i do have one question can i can i ask uh, allegra a question before that question because we we i'm really curious one of the things that really stands out allegra in terms of the different chapters of your life however we want to put this you've thrown yourself in completely in all of them it's not as Mm -hmm. though you kind of you kind of just sort of saw what it was going to be like you went all in and that's really in my memory of you at Milton was very oh. much like that too. I mean, whatever you did, you went yes. all in. And I'm just curious whether or not you you got that from your family, from your mom and dad, or was that something that you learned in school? Like, where where does that come from? Oh gosh, that far. That's such. Oh. First of all, I I felt like when I got to Milton, I, I felt like I landed in a honeypot. It, it just was, I, I loved it. And uh, there were so many things that I really did throw myself into. And that was an honest response to the opportunities that I found there. But I do think my parents, both, my, my father's dedication to his work is 100%. And he's so, he still is practicing his, he's specializing in um, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and, and he's just dedicated his life to solving these big gnarly medical issues and he's all in and my mother was an intellect uh, vivacious passionate about the arts passionate about family and there's just no other way to be in our home it, it was you just they didn't even question of course you'd be 100% involved like that's just the way things are and I think I would also say my my temperament is such that I generally am really excited and in in curious Perky, I, you know, damn, I, am perky. I think I you am are perky. perky. This is me. why it's so ironic. It's unbelievable to I me know. that they asked you out of all I the people know. in the world to be perky. We're going to have to go see the chock full of nuts commercial. I'm telling you, perky seriously, yeah, really. Well, funny, oh. funny you should oh, ask because wait. I think we, we, may, we may have it right here. Oh, oh Legger, we're Lord. really sorry about this. Oh, no, no. George is watching TV. Now, George, understand. George, get coffee, then Ursula want George. 
So it was a turning point in the film, wow. obviously. It was absolutely. I have never seen this movie. <laughs> Me neither. Well, now, we now we've seen now, all now we need. Seen all we need to see. All Allegra, we need you were wonderful see. in the commercial. In fact, you were so perky. You had an amazing come hither look. Well, she did she really yes. like that coffee? Yeah. There was subtext during that commercial. And in oh. fact, he asked to give me a ride home. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. We'd wrap. And I was nice. like, no. <laughs> this is business. Wait, are you, are you serious? And now I'm going to sue you. Wait, seriously? The, the, your, your co star in that little commercial like, yeah. asked you out? Wow. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. He was trying to get the most. He was trying to get the most out. Starting at four a.m. So he was smitten by the end. He was like, "I I can't look at that expression anymore without thinking she means it." (laughs) (laughs) The lines were blurred. You're like, "No, I am a professional." But that is also Allegra. You've always been a professional, and you know what I'm saying. Like you always no. had, yes, you oh. always had like an extraordinary dignity to your and to everything that you did. Like there was a commitment and a dignity that uh, and a passion that was just very. I don't know what the word is like cultivate, but it was. You always had an elegance and Regal. style. Regal, almost. Quoi. Yeah, you've always had that. Like oh. you've always had that, and 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 I always found it. I always remember thinking, like, man, she is so together. Oh, like I could never understand it. Like <laughs> yeah. she, you always looked like perfectly beautiful, perfectly put together. Just everything was always just respectful and like. The way it should be done. Allegra, oh, she said the same thing about Joe Vincegrera, by the way. So. <laughs> she did not. Allegra was bringing her A game back you were in always, the was, and back she was. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that, so but that's funny. true. You always did and always bring your A game. Like, always. Yeah. That's really kind of you to say. I, 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 I'm very touched and that's amazing. I had no idea that that was like the trail that was left in your memory. But, do, do, you oh, look back, yeah. do you look back on Milton fondly or mix or what? Well, I do. I, I know. Oh my gosh. I feel so heartbroken over the mixed feelings that our, our classmates have because, and I feel almost huh, like um, not at fault, but just sort of in a bubble that I didn't even realize what was going on. You're talking about Ray. Yeah, because most of us did. The sad part is, you guys, Ray is the reason why I wanted to be an actor. My experience with him, like, took it to another level. And at the same time, people were being destroyed. Yeah, right. Um, And I, I can't reconcile that. I mean, obviously, I was naive and innocent to it at the time. And, and so, yes, my takeaway from Milton is I will firmly say, it was the best education. It exceeded Yale for me mm-hmm. in so many ways mm-hmm. in terms of the, the leaps of learning and the, and the fundamentals and the friendships and just, it, it was a sort of a idyllic period for me. And yet it was so different for others. And that's just very hard to, to acknowledge and, and sort of process. I know it's a very flawed it, system, obviously so, so wonderful in so many ways and failing some people. Oh. Which yes. is often the case, like certain people don't even see what's going on because they're involved in their own things and other people just don't show what's going on because yeah. every, yeah, but yeah, fair I enough. I mean, that, 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 
I mean, we're talking about Ray Bono, who we've talked about on the podcast before, who was a drama teacher during all of our years there and uh, has since been uh, disgraced. That's probably an understatement because yeah, right. he, he molested some some of the students and did some really, really bad things. But but it's it's interesting you say that, Allegra, because I, I didn't know anything about Ray. I, I, I thought he was probably gay, but I kind of shrugged right. and said, so what? And occasionally right. he, he acted uh, sort of peculiar. But yeah. other, other than that... I, I kind of liked him too. I mean, I thought he was funny. He was like kind of a breath of fresh air sometimes, but yeah. I, I guess I don't, I don't think you can put a button on this thought in, in any way that's going to satisfy everyone, but it goes to show you people are complex. <laughs> like yeah. People, awful, <laughs> awful people are capable of yeah. good things too. They are. Yeah, so, that's a very big yeah. point. It's yeah. not black and white. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember I, I, my husband and I were in Ireland two couple of years ago and we were talking about just, fun things like the mother-daughter homes and all the terrible things that went on. And the woman in whose house we were staying, she said, no one is fully good or evil. Mm. And I, I thought that that was a, a, an example of that. Hi, this is David Yaz, producer of The Link Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we hope you consider supporting us with a contribution through Patreon. The Link is a labor of love for us, but there are production costs attached to creating a quality show. And you can help us by visiting patreon.com slash the link podcast. We have some cool ways of thanking you for your support, including t-shirts, mugs, and shout outs on the show. You can do us a solid for as little as $5 a month, and we will continue to bring you great conversations that foster the bonds of our high school class and beyond. Once again, please visit patreon.com slash the link podcast. Now back to the show. Let me change things and ask my question. All right. If I may. Wait, do you want a drum roll oh. th this week? Oh, yes. Give please. you a drum roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that really yeah. wasn't so. That, yeah, that, that wasn't that so was good. like a. <laughs> well, you couldn't hear it. On my end, it sounds like a very impressive drum roll. You have to oh, trust look, me. Yet again, one person's <laughs> we'll, perception we'll versus the other <laughs> people's perception. Yeah, it's exactly uh, the same thing. So my variant of question is, what do you think you at Milton would think about your life and where you are and all you accomplished today? And, okay. and the flip side of that is, if you had anything to tell yourself at Milton, what would that be? Okay. I think the girl at Milton not believe where, where things have landed at this point. Tricky. The, 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 the fact that you can do so much in life, it, time, time is run, it runs. I, I think at Milton, you feel like you have decades and years in front of you and you're just, you can't even begin to think of a twilight for your life and you waste a little time. And I think one of she, I think the fact that I've done some different things, three different things, essentially, is a testament to wanting to squeeze the juice out of life and, and know that it's not, it's not impermanent. Or rather, it is fleeting. <laughs> and various different things have informed that, that way of thinking for me. I mean, I, I lost a brother when I was very young and nine years old. And when you say I was very composed and, and pulled together, in school, that that's another layer to that. I think I mm -hmm. felt a huge responsibility to 
live and do well and to bring happiness and joy to my family. But, and also I, I had the survivor's guilt in a way that I have to do something and it's got to be great because this is a gift and people learn that at all different times in their lives through different experiences. And then when my mother got sick, who was truly just, I can't even tell you my, my arm, it's a part of me. Just, we were lockstep in so many ways that all, that was another wake up call again as an adult. And so to the young girl at Milton, it's just, yes, you were going to grab onto life and you're going to keep, keep, forging ahead to find what the right fit is. And it comes and it's never too late. I, I've found my greatest joy right now doing what I'm doing. It, it takes in together. It takes in all the different threads of what I love to do. It's intellectual, it's business. It involves the law in, in the sense that I set up my own company. It's joyful. It's creative. Um, everything I do is a creative decision, which is an expression of why I love to act so much that it's, it's, it takes you out of the humdrum and it's a, a fantasy of sorts. And yet it's also a vehicle to do good and to allocate funds to various charities that are important to us to help during COVID. We made masks that we, we, we passed out by the hundreds to people who needed them, to the hospitals, different programs. And that was an immediate response to a crisis that I was so happy to be able to address and, and participate in. So I, I, I guess life just takes you in these crazy places and, and directions. And if you give over to it, 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 it works. It, it falls into place. What was the other half of that question? <laughs> um, that's a, None that of was us a know. great answer. Uh, that that's was super. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my um, God. We should just no. let her off the hook for the second. No, <laughs> no, I want to, I want to hear more from this yeah. mouth. The qu- second part of the question is if you could give your Milton self a piece yes. of advice, or you could tell her anything, what would that be from your point of view right now? Right, right. It's not to worry so much and not to, not to think you can plan it all. That's, that's the other piece. Cause I think when you're at Milton, Go you off have, script, maybe. You, have your, <laughs> yeah, you have your marching orders, right? It's pretty clear what your path should be. And people do phenomenally in life in, in very, in, in all different ways, but there are definitely paths that are more well-trodden than others. And it's easy to figure out the if A, then B, then C, and then you end up in wherever you want to, you, you can predict the outcome. And while I was halfway on board with that, there was a little voice that kept saying, mm, it's not you, it's not you. There's, there's a, you're going to build your own shape somehow. Mm. And you're not exactly down with that straight lace plan, whatever that is. So I think I would have said, just relax about it and you'll find your way. You're not necessarily going to do the logical things. <laughs> People will throw those pom poms away. Say, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. We'll be holding pom poms and it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> that's great, Allegra. I know that is amazing. That is the I, advice I, that I get that I give to any young people who cares to listen to me is you will think you have a script in your head. Even if you say that you don't, you do, you do have yeah, a plan yeah. and you will soon rip it up because you will, yeah. you will find yourself so at a spot that says we need to come to use your, you show business people's uh, terminology. We need a complete rewrite because you just do. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the other, the other advice that's maybe a cousin of that is try to enjoy the, 
the weird twists as much as the predictable moments because you're going to get yeah. both. So you might as well sort of celebrate them both, you know? So. But you yeah. know, it, it, it's interesting. One of the things that you said earlier, Allegra, about your career with, with acting, and it can be, it's true of other industries as well. And Milton, for the most part, we obviously were around exceptionally bright and very motivated yeah. human beings yes. by virtue yeah. of where we were, which is abnormal. You, you don't always find yourself in a situation where, you're in that kind of environment. But the other thing too, even though it may not have been 100% true, we, our experience as students, we believed that things were merit-based. So you work hard, you get the grade based on the quality of your writing, how well you did on the math test or the science exam or whatever it is. There was a formula that brought you to a certain level in your class. And because of the grades that you got, you went to the next thing. And shockingly, life isn't like that. No. And so oh, I think Fraser's that, wife yeah, sometimes gets so, the part. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, is, that is so important. I mean, those are lessons that I wish we had learned when we were in high school. I think but that, even I think if we were taught that, we wouldn't have believed it. We wouldn't believe it, actually. Right. We wouldn't have I, believed it. No. 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 A huge reckoning when I came out to Los Angeles, in contrast to New York, was you uh, your resume as an actor they said take off Yale take off x y or z no that's actually a, not that's a that's not a good thing to see on here one of my acting coaches who was just revered in Los Angeles she died 2 years ago Janet Alhanti she was a star maker in the sense that everyone in this acting class was if not already well known but on the ascent a sort of a chosen kind of person and that's actually a fun thing to go into, but not today, probably. But she actually interviews for the class and she looked at me and she's like, you went to Yale. And she's like, I don't usually take people that go to Yale. The two in the head, the two in the head. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I know how to analyze a script, Janet. Like I, this, I can bring some to Yale. Fucking Yale, you know. <laughs> She's like, I'll take a chance on you. So oh. it's very, you're, you're told to throw out that whole part of you. Wow. And then you're, then you're being encouraged to get that nose job or that boob job. And you're just thinking, oh my God, wow. it's not merit at all. It's not. So it is hard to keep the, the uh, integrity and, and the sense of self merit. It's right. hard to stay perky <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Reunion, we're gonna live this down. You are just not gonna live this down. I'm sorry. It's gonna be like our 75th reunion, and we're gonna be like, "There's Perky Allegra." We're gonna, gonna play be, it. It's gonna we're be gonna problematic. The odd uh, back, chock full of nuts. <laughs> no, but I mean, look. One of the reasons we we started this podcast, Allegra, was to sort of look at where people are today, and and we have it. We have the luxury of yes. of being able to look back at this midpoint i hope it's a midpoint for all and to and to say here's some lessons that we've learned about ourselves but also the world and and how do we want to take it forward and and, and before we close i definitely want to connect back to your daughter tessa because she is obviously part of the tessa james yes. but she also was the motivator for you to move into this other how does she look at the the changes in your life and i mean obviously she's heard the story Yes. Many times. How does she interpret it? She is, she's a, absolutely a supportive little creature. And I think she's just at this stage where she's discovered the, the folder of headshots and it's just like, oh my, mommy. And it gives her a whole window into who strict, mean, authoritarian mommy is. 
that she was this other person. And, and now she sees me running a business. And that was very important to me that she sees a role model of a woman on her own terms, going for something she believes in and finding the ways to do it. And there she sees the struggle, she sees the mistakes, she sees the successes and what goes into that. And I'm hoping that that imparts a sense of vision and resilience, a sense of can-do attitude. I think it also, she knows that everything is not set in stone, that there is wiggle room. And we are, while we're very traditional in some ways as a family, we've done some very offbeat things. And I think that gives her great license to listen to her inner voice and figure out what she wants. And she will be interning for me this summer. Uh, <laughs> she has to name her price. <laughs> but, she, but she is oh, one is of she? the, she is on, on your website, I, I think, right? Because yeah. you are, yeah. She's been a model at times, sometimes willingly, sometimes, oh my God, I have to pay <laughs> some ice cream or whatever. But she, <laughs> she's, um, has a, she's been a, tr- a huge part of it. Um, How old is she now? She's turning 15 on the oh July 14th. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bastille Day. Oh, wow. Day. She got her wish. Oh, oh that's exciting. So I, I think that the, she goes to an all-girls school here in Los Angeles and is really becoming quite a, a feminist and uh, has a very sense of, a strong sense of self. So I think that's my goal is to keep fanning that flame and to to keep her feeling like there's a bright future in spite of everything. Maybe, that- maybe part two of this podcast is going to be an interview with both of you. So we can, we can see the, the up and come wonderful Tessa as she goes into the world. Oh. I think that there's always something very special about this generation yeah. who's experienced oh, what they have. Yeah. That's why I was very keen on, on hearing how you see her and what she's, what she's observed. And, and certainly in the context of this very challenging year for adults how how these young creatures think about themselves and what they want to do having experienced what they've experienced this past year and she's watched how technology has just made all these things possible and to continue a business to continue schooling like it's all these children are so light on their feet and just able to adapt uh, if they're in the right circumstances that's obviously a necessity but yeah she's She's really um, just grown up so much in this year and a half watching everything and so wise and can help me with all my social media. And computer <laughs> well, so the, the three of us, the three of us yeah. know that you name clothing and like you have names like the Kate dress yes. or something like that. We would like a Meredith product. We'd like a Farah yes. product and we'd like a yes. Diana product, please. Like it's you nice. can do this over the course of the next couple of years. It does yes. not have to be immediately. But I have we, some we do. ideas we... for the Meredith dress. <laughs> Send them in. I've been designing it my sketches. whole life. <laughs> Allegra, thank you so much for your thank time you. today. This was such a joy. Such so a true joy. This, this is the part of the show where I attempt to close it. And so <laughs> wish wish me luck, Allegra. A reminder to check out everything Allegra is up to at TessaJamesCollection.com. And go back and watch the Spewy and Me episode of Get a Life. I think it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Um Thanks so much, Allegra. You were a good sport and a fantastic oh, guest. I hope you had, hope you had fun. Love you guys. Don't forget, listeners, to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. Support the show on Patreon, and you'll find all the information at pod617.com slash link. Anything else, guys? Good job. 
Nice job, Dave. Well done. Nice job, Dave. Thank you. It's called producing. It's what I do. And great job, Allegra. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I found the chock full of nuts ad, and I think that that's that was pretty worth impressive. its price in gold. Thank you all for listening to The Link. We will see you next time.